0: That sucks. Welcome!
1: Oh, yeah. Can I get that again? You might want to start that again. You might have to cut that out. Welcome. It's your... <laughs> <laughs> prognosis podcast. We are recording...
2: Live from Plainfield School of Music. Uh, I need more brews. All my bandmates
1: <laughs> are making lots of noise. We, we call it fully Art.
2: We are um, enjoying, its probably the wrong word, um, a selection of beers from the Round Barn, brown barn hey Brewery in uh, Michigan, except for Steve, who has stepped up his game
1: uh, to <laughs> some art. bullet rye. Uh, from his Seagram 7 that he normally consumes. Yeah, he figures if he's going to drink bourbon with us, he's going to drink from the Diageo, which is directly across the street. That's true. <laughs> Did you get that
3: bottle in the parking lot? Like you just, like, <laughs> oh, I drove totally over there, forgot about that. Gave a dude 10 bucks and he ran out with that.
1: <laughs> um, Aaron, do you want to describe the beers that we've consumed
2: here? Um,
3: so far, we've... Uh,
1: we would actually... not We have to move on into... Uh, Looking for uh, smoked meat endorsement, too, now, after the Baby Back Blues.
2: Indeed. Yes,
3: that was quite Damn, tasty. Damn, well. was tasty. Uh, there was some tasty meat consumed earlier that was uh, smoked and then shaved and cut and sliced. and It was all delicious. And it was from Baby Back Blues in uh, Joliet, Illinois. Um, they're a quite fine barbecuery. For such fucking
1: sellouts. I know, man. <laughs> Any fucking time but they want to uh, give us free meat.
3: We are currently <laughs> in the middle of, uh, of four beers That's from the so Round really Bar wrong. Brewery. The first one, um, which was Bob's Your Uncle, it was an English bidder. Uh, as a representation of the style, that beer failed on every possible grade I could give it. Um, but it's still better than like Natty Light, so I, I, I opted to give it two stars out of five. Uh, the second beer we moved to was Vacation Wheat Ale, which is a wit beer, which is actually completely drinkable. There's nothing horrendous about it. It's just not exceptional in any way and uh, you could be equally served by purchasing a Blue Moon and drinking it sans fruit. Uh, the third beer we move to is the Ornoco. That's,
1: not, that's damning with faint praise right there. <laughs> I've heard it.
3: Um which actually happens to be the best of the group. I'll let uh, Chris expound on this beer a little bit, even though he's losing his voice and he really doesn't want to speak.
1: Well, no, I, I'll be happy to talk about beer. Okay. Um, this is for its style. It's a little bit thin. Um, it's definitely got a bready um, British type of uh, a yeast strain going on in here um, but it and you also definitely get that cocoa flavor um, I'm not normally a fan of that um, but this is fully drinkable and I would gladly have another pour of this thank you except we also have uh, a, a uh, an atlas gosa on a- all sorry not atlas we have an almanac gosa and then we have a barrel-aged Doris the Destroyer, which I've yet to consume.
2: I just opened the Almanac Golden Gate Goza uh, and took a sip. It is quite tasty. Um, I would not say it's as good as the Westbrook Goza, which I think is the top
1: Goza I've ever had. Anytime Matt has a Goza and reviews it on any kind of yes. media, he posts, it's on the this, scale is, a, this of is a really good go Goza. Zero Westbrook. This is a really good Goza. It's not as good as Westbrook's <laughs> yes, Goza, exactly. but it's it's a really good Goza. Did uh, you finish all those gozas that you had? No, we oh, still we're gonna keep have saying uh, Goza. we still have 3 left. Margaret's going back to Atlanta. She's bringing back more, I'm assuming. Uh yes. Maybe she can fit. If she can if she can take a case <laughs> <laughs> as so carry we on. We can I'm just assuming. purchase the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that would be great cuz then we could get Prairie Bomb like constantly too. So, but, uh, the uh, last uh, okay. last beer of the Round Barn uh failure uh is the Indecision Red Ale. This could be the worst red ale I've ever had, and uh, I've had like Killian's, so I'm going uh, to expound on the, the horrific mess that is in my glass currently. <laughs> it has the faint odor of like pencil eraser <laughs> uh, mixed with some kind of solvent, and then uh, the taste on the mouth is um, completely oxidized barley. And uh, really no redeemable quality to this uh, to this beverage at all. like the, I feel sorry for pouring this in the drain because the drain might actually have to experience it. Um, so it, it may go directly into the uh, the ground outside where it's sure to kill whatever I dump it on. Um, so it round barns, thank you uh, for this uh, horrendous beer.
2: We also had a uh, Kentucky ride chicken uh, from against the grain. Uh, which I've had before. This bottle, you'll if you ever are walking down the beer aisle at your local uh, beer retailer, you'll notice this bottle because it has a bunch of uh feathers glued to the <laughs> top of it. Um, it's a remarkably average beer, in my opinion. I'd say it
1: has a little bit of a diacetyl thing going on, yeah, a little bit of a butter bro. thing going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It does have the bro feathers.
3: This, this thing is gaga got up. Give it, give it a glow stick and some feathers, and it's ready to go to the art rave. Hey, so uh,
1: what do you say we get on to the business at hand? Yeah,
2: so um if this is your first time tuning in, this is nominally a uh, progressive metal podcast. We wind up
1: talking a lot about beer. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's not exactly a progressive metal It's a progressive podcast. music podcast. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's not exactly a progressive music podcast. I-, I would say that what it's is a, it, Chris? it is the defense of progressive music podcast. There you
2: go. This is true. Chris... Uh, and Aaron uh, like try to convince music? me that uh, progressive music does not fucking suck. Uh, now that Steve is here, uh, who is also not a progressive music fan, I guess uh, they're trying to convince the two of us that uh, it does not fucking suck.
1: Yeah, just just to point out again, uh, this not is not a all, high bar. This is all Matt's uh, Matt's idea, though. So yes. he just he wants to be convinced. It's like he thinks he might be gay. I'm ca- I kind of think that's what this is all about. We're, if we're you kinda. keep if you keep shoving horrendous dicks in my face,
2: eventually. <laughs> I'll be over. The prettiest one over. You're going realize I guess. they're horrendous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Well, like so this, this penis is pretty <laughs> horrific. <laughs>
1: I went to great lengths on an album full of very long songs to choose a not so long song. Um, so I'm gonna hand you the lyrics on this particular tune, and we'll go ahead and have a little pausey pause, and then we'll listen to the tune, and we'll reappear to uh, dissect what we have just listened to.
2: All right. Carried away by the river that passes through bulrushes onto the sea, dragged by the current to rest on the stakes of the breakwater shaded by trees. Beginnings and endings, oh, love intersecting a rift that will break us apart. It's true.
0: Oh my God.
2: Love learned, in turn, dreams burned. I am tired of struggling, and the rain is beating down on me. I tried to be the way that he wanted me to be. I did not hear the pin drop down. I did not hear my heart. I have not lived and loved enough. Things are left unsaid, undone. It was not too meant to be like this. I think that might be a typo.
1: That's probably a typo.
2: Drifting off without a kiss. We built our love. We built our ark. We built this city. Nothing ends before it starts. I cannot feel my arms and legs. I don't deserve this bitter end. Those are horrible lyrics.
1: I would say they're very positive. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go ahead and pause now and listen to the tune. And uh, Is
0: this a Creed tune? Yes, <laughs> it's, it's
1: all about Jesus. We are not necessarily opposed to Jesus. We just don't exactly believe in him.
2: Yeah. Stay tuned. That
3: was...
1: Way back. As a matter of fact, we are back.
3: We make a Goza called Goza the I think it's already been done. Has it? Damn it.
2: Um. Fuckers. So what was that we just listened to, Chris? That
1: was Stephen Wilson's "Pin Drop."
3: <laughs> Off the Raven that refused to sing.
1: It's an appropriate title for that album. If this is song, is a indication for <laughs> the rest of it. Is that the best you could do? Yes. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> uh, Aaron is now just noticing that the beer that he is drinking smells exactly like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us about the artist. No, don't.
3: No. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's better to just, you know, tune out different types of music than it is to explore
0: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
3: <laughs> I am so terrified what I would find, like, if we sat down in your car and listened to music, because, like, I know that you have <laughs> taste in music. Like, I've heard you playing, like, Paul Simon, and I know you've listened <laughs> to Steely Dan. It's like, so it's like, okay, like, there is a musician inside you somewhere, <laughs> not somebody he's that he's just plays it. along to backing tracks and, you know, <laughs> you know, like, makes albums in his head. I guess you know? it depends on
0: how much whiskey I've consumed. I guess. That's a
3: fair point. That is a fair point. And then... All art is subjective to you know your relative level of you know substance abuse. <laughs> but uh, you know I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the first person to come to the defense of this song because there's some really really cool shit going on in it. Um, the synth solo that uh, replicates like an Irish folk fiddle. It's actually not even a synth solo. It's not. Is that a guitar? a
2: saxophone.
0: Oh, it's
1: sax. Okay. Yeah. That's sax- gonna be my
2: question. That, I was trying to decide if that
1: was a horn or a sit. It
3: was yeah, because like they, they go to
1: great lengths to play with that.
3: Yeah, it was uh, It was absolutely fantastic. Like so tell you a
1: little bit about the album itself. Uh, Stephen Wilson is the, uh, he is basically the dude behind Porcupine Tree. Um, we chose this tune because we hadn't done anything from this yet, and because Aaron and I are both big fans of Guthrie Govan, the guitar player, and Marco Miniman, the drummer, for this album. The concept of the album was to make a modern, uh, Progressive album, kind of in the vein of of some of the other things he's done and some of the other bands that he's he appreciates, but do it with basically the sound sets of you know uh, vintage Prague. So he's trying to basically he's using using tones that you would find on um, Yes albums and and early Genesis and that kind of, that's the idea. There's, when was this? Uh, this this is uh, last year. This a is lot. a very recent album. But all the uh, all of the instruments are actually period appropriate. So he's not. It's not like a, uh, a synth version of a Melodyne when you hear that. I mean, uh, this one didn't have a Melodyne in it, but like when you hear those kinds of sounds, like that wasn't a synth uh, keyboard version of a saxophone. It was a saxophone that they ran through a bunch of analog shit to, uh, to tweak it and make it weird. So conceptually, the album is, is paying, paying homage to, or homage, to uh, where Steven Wilson comes from as a fan of, of progressive music. Um, like most progressive tunes and most progressive albums, you cannot um, absorb this this album in one listen, um, and you cannot absorb the song in one listen. But we have to kind of face that and deal with it when it as it pertains to you guys, especially this clown of a drummer. Actually, <laughs> two clowns of a drummers, but i uh, sorry. One's yeah, significantly so. <laughs> less
3: clowny than the other. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't guess which is That's which, a of a coin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, it depends on what night and once again, how much bullet is in either one of us. Yeah, so it's, it's a challenge
1: to uh, to kind of find, the tunes that would be easier to digest on this album are longer, and I didn't want to put you through a 13-minute long song. Is, is Stephen Wilson, this yeah. is he the vocalist? Any? He's the vocalist and one of the guitarists, and he is for Porcupine Tree the vocalist and one of the guitarists and one of the keyboardists. Mm. So you've so you've heard him before. We've used him. Um, I think we've done one other uh, por- one Porcupine Tree song, or, or did we do Blackest Eyes, I Okay, believe. we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did Blackest Eyes, and then we didn't do anything from his crossovers with Opeth. Right, we did yep. an Opeth. Is he song. putting an he effect on hexomega. his voice in this song? Oh, he uses different uh, timbres of voice in general, but his normal singing voice is just like a plain voice. He's uh-huh. not a. He's not. A, particularly high or low. To pitch. me he sounds like a muppet on this song. Oh, interesting. Um, especially a uh, uh, witch muppet? <laughs> <laughs>
3: a generic muppet. One generic. N- muppet.
1: He's a muppet.
3: No, he's the he's the he's a random green background character in Sesame Street. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's he sound especially the beginning part of the song, he sounded very nasally. Um, and it sounded like he was trying to reach for a high note in parts and he just Kind of wasn't getting there.
1: Well, I think he does his his tone of voice is a little bit nasal. Um, just like that's just the way he sounds, as opposed to the way He's I sound a white right man. now. But uh, but I don't think he was he wasn't missing uh, actual pitches. I think you just don't didn't approve the timbre of his voice. I mean, it could be. Uh, the rest of the song I
2: thought was perfectly inoffensive. Uh, there was, uh, uh,
1: I I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! It wasn't inoffensive. It was perfect. It was
2: perfectly inoffensive. inoffensive. <laughs> I mean to me this is kind of just a throwaway song. I'd probably hear it and never think of it again. Uh, there were a couple there were a few interesting drum parts I thought.
1: Um, That's because Marco Miniman is a god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Steve, you don't want to go down this road. All right, Steve
1: wants to get into it, so let's, let's,
2: let's, <laughs> let's turn the microphone g- over to Go him.
3: ahead and, and crucify this song, Steve, oh, so I can, I can understand exactly how fucked you are. I
0: don't know. What, what's it amusing,
1: was... to those of you who can't see, since we are thankfully not a video podcast, <laughs> <'cause> Steve, is, <laughs> Steve is kicking back on his chair. He's all relaxed, and he's directly across the table from Aaron, who's a hulking monster, with his arms crossed, staring angrily at Steve.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they've all been drinking. <laughs>
0: You, you may go, proceed. Go ahead, Steve. I don't know. There were there were a couple sweet rhythms that he was playing, like on the hi hat and on the ride, but none of the like I completely throw away individual parts when it comes to songs, and uh, there was nothing about this song that, as a whole, struck me as like outstanding. Oh. It was like. <laughs> It know, like what as Matt he says that he's being, judged. <laughs> he <laughs> was he was being like, judged. It was like Matt said. It was like it was like an average throwaway song. Like, I would like to know, like,
3: so, like, for me, an average throwaway song is, like, Nicki Minaj. Oh, no. No, that's, <laughs> so, that's a pure throwaway That's song. a pure <laughs> throwaway song? I would song? say an
1: average throwaway song. I'm a huge, uh, Steve's wearing a Foo Fighters shirt. I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. I would say about half of every Foo Fighters album is average throwaway songs. It's filler.
0: Yeah. So. Some, well, there's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's the yoga mat
2: I'd and the they're subway like, bread. There are like
0: two albums that the majority of them were not throwaway songs. Other than that, I would completely agree with you.
1: I think that you've got, you run into a problem with, uh, with progressive music and, and mind you, Aaron, when we say progressive music, Aaron is thinking and, you know, and, and would audibly say, if he were not gulping beer, uh, better music. I personally do not. Aaron loves the superiority of his majestic music, but my personal opinion is uh, is there's the right there's the right thing for every particular moment musically. Um, With progressive music, you tend to find songs that are not possible to uh, to absorb quickly. Like they require a couple listens, and you start hearing other things. You start finding other layers, kind of like the magic eye kind of concept. So it's hard to uh, to really dither down. Schooner. It's a sailboat.
3: Schooner <laughs> is a sailboat, stupid <laughs> head.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's, I feel like um, it's, it's kind of an unfortunate position, because we could pick all these obvious tunes. We could pick all these tool songs, um, and we know we're going to score points. We could pick all these Perfect Circle songs. We know we're going to score points. There's so many really easy choices that we could use that are, are deep songwriting-wise, but are not necessarily deep in their layers. Um, but So we're choosing what we really consider prog rock and prog metal. And yeah, it puts us at a disadvantage here, because there's no chance that you guys absorbed everything. Like, y- y- see, where, where I stand, the fact that you don't remember a melody from that song is actually says just that you haven't absorbed it yet, you, just, you don't understand it yet. Like Not as in you're, you're too dumb to get it, but as in you need to listen, it's plural, to understand it. Where you're sitting, it's, no, it's just not memorable. But now when you say that, then you have to accept that every Katy Perry song is better music than most of what you listen to. If that were an actual like, criterion of goodness. If
3: earworming is a criteria? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm the, not The
1: Chili's Baby Back Ribs theme song is better than anything <laughs> you listen to ever, period. Dude,
0: that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Steve still has this delusion
1: of making a living playing
3: music. <laughs> so. No, Steve, Steve's going to write a McDonald's No, 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 no. They they no. The music just supports the t shirt sales. <laughs> like, Steve, Steve's going to bot up pop us right into a, a million bucks.
2: No, that's not what I was saying. I mean, obviously, I wasn't saying it's was not it's i wasn't saying it's throwaway because there wasn't a, an earworm or a hook to it it was just there was nothing remarkable about the song that
1: grabbed my attention while listening to it and you're probably i mean obviously if i listened to it more i'd probably catch on more
2: like to it you may
1: not like it at all you may never like it but you find like even even myself as a, as somebody who's been a fan of that kind of music for decades um, i would say that I would still regularly get a, a Prague album and listen to it once and be like, I don't remember anything from that album. And then I'll listen to it again and be like, oh, I remember one song. And but the, eventually the, it's really The important. difficulty
2: is there's nothing in the song that makes me want to listen to it again. Like, there's there's plenty of albums I've listened to that upon first hearing I've, I've thought, well, that's really complex. I need to really sit down and listen like. Sit down with this with a pair of headphones and try and understand what's going on here. And I didn't get that impression at all. And what I
1: think gets one there to that point is is knowing what an artist is about as an artist. Knowing like what somebody how somebody writes and what they're what they're getting at, knowing the story behind certain things. And so you accept that even if it you don't hear the thing that grabs your ear yet. You, you don't know that you're not going to hear mm. it in a subsequent listen, right? Understood. So you but there has to be
2: something that makes you want to
3: do that.
1: Well, it, it would be it would be the reputation typically alone, like the reputation of an
3: artist. Like so, if I so hear you see it, a I Dolly painting, and you're not sure that you think it's a masterpiece, but because it's Dolly, you're willing to give it a shot. Or because
1: yeah, or even simpler, like if Peter Gabriel puts out another album, I will buy this album and listen to this album. I will be like, I don't remember anything off this album. I don't know what's important on this album but it's Peter Gabriel so it's going to be worth listening to again talking about growing up even if I in yeah, serious that would be an example I almost pulled a song from that album for this but it wouldn't have worked it just wouldn't have worked it couldn't have been done i mean so Sorry, so sometimes just the reputation of of the artist you know when you know that it's of a particular quality it's worth uh, the perusal you don't have the the I don't know, the the experience of this music or of this artist enough. Like, if you listen to Porcupine Tree and end up getting hooked on it, I I guarantee you, you'd listen to this album and say, this is probably better than Porcupine Tree. Right. But it's not important to me to convert you. (laughs) My only goal here (laughs) is whether or not this song fucking sucked. I will say, the lyrics for this song are horrendous. I mean, they're they're
2: just (laughs) terrible lyrics. Had I not read the lyrics prior to the song... um, You know, maybe I would have not been as dismissive of it. Uh, But I'd say the lyrics are complete garbage. The song itself really did nothing to catch my attention. Uh... Does it fucking suck? It's not utter trash, but it's, it's it's something I probably wouldn't bring in from the front porch if it was sitting there. Interesting. We, so, we uh, need so to start setting up a scale. It's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: like fucking sucks. This right here is, this is the danger zone. Right. This is your wife's zone. Exactly. You're, you're dating a tranny. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch it. If, so it.
2: if it was sitting on my counter, I don't know that I would immediately chuck it in the garbage, but I'd probably forget about it and it would just wind up rotting there.
3: It would end up on the third shelf of the CD collection. Yeah. Okay. The so dusty one. In, in a in a world where
1: uh, we don't keep on using random metaphor, <laughs> does the song <laughs> fucking suck? I'd say it's a real close call. Uh, I mm. I could lean
2: either way. That uh, just means you're a pussy and indecisive. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you got a point. I'm gonna say
2: I'm gonna say compared to a lot of the garbage we've listened to on this podcast,
1: this one does not. Suck as much as others. So. Alright, so now Aaron, um, who's been quiet because he's been enjoying all of this delicious beer, uh, <laughs> what was your opinion of this song?
3: I fucking love this song. I, think I love the whole record. I like this song specifically. I have no problem with the lyrics. Um, I think they help to paint the picture of the story that's uh, being conveyed by some of the instrumentation and some of the melodies that are evoking the concept of maybe like a small Irish fishing town or like an English coastal town. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of cool stuff going on there, texturally and, you know, um, also sonically. I, I like a lot of the, the timbres which Matt was not keen on. Um, some of the pitches and the, the, the actual, you know, frequency ranges of the instruments are not something you hear in modern music. And, you know, the production, which I thought Matt would remark on like exclusively because this is a pretty low fi production for such a, a well made record um, I would not consider this low fi You wouldn't consider this no, low fi like No absolutely not I, I would consider I wouldn't this either. I would consider it very analog sounding really right? Yeah like it's it's very unglossy by modern production standards I would say the drums so. are
2: very glossy especially the cymbals on the on the drums are very high in the mix um that, it's because that it's seems, Marco Miniman in that seems fucking very rules. Glossed over. Everything else, I agree with you. is not is not nearly as polished as as many of the other songs we've listened to. Um, I agree. I, I think the most impressive thing about the song are are the drums. Um, the
3: guitar I d- solo didn't. I, I would say that the, the guitar solo
1: is okay. It was a little noodly, but on the album as a whole, I would say the drums are are freakishly stand out, awesome, um, and the guitar guitar playing is uh, you know I'm an unabashed fanatic for this guitar player so it goes without saying but I would say what stands out to me is is the melodies um, some of them are stronger than others but some of them it's you know you you can't have everything be the climax of the song you know when that happens you end up with you know maybe you're a firework or some shit like that so some giant eyed girl screaming at you anime no, well Katy Perry same difference. It's
0: practically anime. So,
1: Steve, um, what's your opinion?
3: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> you guys are going to like this. I think the most remarkable thing about this song is how much it doesn't want to fucking suck, but it does. <laughs> 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 we put so much effort in not sucking. I'm trying, to suck. I'm trying not to suck. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, it depends on the criteria, I guess, you're judging it by, but the way I listen to music, what kind of brings me back to a certain track this just didn't have it could you do us
1: a favor and name five songs that you would like all human beings to have to listen to once that you were not a part of writing or recording
0: oh god
1: Um, (laughs) give a frame of reference I think everybody all seven people have a frame of reference for what like Matt and Aaron and I like and since you've only been here twice for these
3: you can't use your phone. Are dude, you are
0: immediately disqualified are from we being talking a like fan. Are we talking like currently or put, like... Dude, put your phone down and off the top of your head. I want you to oh. come up with five songs. I could give you one off the top no. of my head. No, dude, then, yeah. then you're it, a then horrible you don't, musician. Yeah, I would no, actually No, I just agree. have... I'm <laughs> like... Okay, like you've always heard those pussies like, oh, I'm a bad test taker, whatever. No, you just suck because you can't remember anything when it comes to taking a test. I was one of the kids that when it comes to taking a test, they just blank. It's not a <laughs> test. This, no, is, like, this is, is what
3: fires your soul. Like <laughs> this inside. is essentially... Like, yeah. I, I, fix, I fixate my drumming on this. Like The reason I play music are these songs. Like, <laughs> If you can't just pull that shit out, then you are just a fraud, and oh, I'm calling no.
1: you on the carpet right no, now. No, it's different than are that. Are you just embarrassed to say that it's Britney Spears? Is that what it is?
0: <laughs> Bro, don't you think... <laughs> <that>? He's got <laughs> a phone full think? of One Direction. He's going to use it. <laughs> exactly. No, like... See, that's the thing is, like, there's like to me, there's probably like 30 or 40 tracks I could list, but the ones that I actually want to, who knows? Well, also, but can name you can any of those yeah, 30, 40. just pull them off the top of your head. Oh man, it they don't have to be, be
3: your I'm top not, yeah, five all time yeah. greatest songs ever. We're just trying to give, the we're listeners trying to listeners all seven establish a them. frame of reference um, for how bad your musical <laughs> taste is, and why people shouldn't <laughs> listen to you.
0: Well, the first one would probably be Conquistador by 30 Seconds of Mars. It's off their latest album, but uh. I hated their album before that and I actually hated the first two albums but Jared Leto, pretty Leto is a, dreamy. are <laughs> fuck him. I actually <laughs> <laughs> I We hated, know you want to, Steve, but I let's hated, go out with the list. <laughs> <laughs> I hated them Didn't for the first so album
1: have like a shit ton of like child choir on yeah, it. Yeah, and I, don't I can't understand stand that at it at all. I,
0: just, I fucking hate it. It's like
1: it. you thought it was like one song. It's like the Pink Floyd that has too much soul singer on it, but no, it's not the one song. It's like the fucking entire album has a child choir on it.
0: <laughs> Bizarre. Um there's a band out of Philadelphia called June Divided, and they're really small well, they're like a baby national band right now, but they're really awesome. And this is, there's a song they have called Secrets. It's really good. Um
1: I'm actually kind of impressed that he hasn't named Imagine Dragon yet.
0: Oh <laughs> Dude, what are you d- oh no? Um seosin had a really good drummer. I loved a lot of the stuff they did, but uh they got a track called "Sleepers" that I really liked. Um, of course, Dave Grohl's always been a big influence. Um, some of the stuff he did for them, Crooked Vultures, was awesome. I concur. And I really liked. I mean, I really just like how much of a jam New Fang was. It wasn't anything spectacular on it, but it was. So it was you're really kind like
1: of it. like naming off like what I think we would call or what people would call like rock and like post rock, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, a little so bit, a
0: little bit more modernized, a little bit more like, uh, like really like all the tracks I really like can kind of follow one theme. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Oh Rus- no. I just want to hear chorus <laughs> all the time. Ruthless like intro scum chorus.
3: sucking modern <laughs> hooks that have no <laughs> root in any Dude. kind of you know tradition or you know. This intro. Is good to know.
0: Intro chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, post-chorus. I got it, bro. I was doing <laughs> that in high school again. in my basement. I understand. Repeat. Fucking yeah. the verse, bridge. chorus
3: repeats, verse, chorus repeat, guitar solo, fuck that yeah. shit. Bridge, and then get me to the end chorus, of the song solo, super chorus, you know, drop chorus. Drop a hit <laughs> and then you know, pop some Molly and go exactly. back in the mosh pit. I understand. Hey,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I'll save the Molly for Skrillex this, <laughs>
2: this is off topic, but talking about uh, bridges uh, reminded me Jeremiah had an idea for a, a band called the Mid Eagles, where all it is is just the bridges from every Eagle song. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> jeremiah I mean, is a closet <laughs> genius man like he is an unappreciated man in his time It's beautiful well i would
1: uh, i would uh i would say that what steve has said is a uh a no for this song he would say no
0: yeah like um, it's just it's not up my alley like a-
1: aaron would say definite yes i would say definite yes so we are like clearly and divided and on wait this. no 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 because Matt did did say
0: he was like in the middle. Uh, was he, close no, call. no, no. He said yeah, I see, wouldn't say if that he's it in the middle
3: sucks. and you hate it and we both love it, we win. I know. <laughs> That's like we're at fifty-two <laughs> percent here. That's the unfortunate part. <laughs> exactly. I'm
0: the only one that knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Well, that should that should explain
3: this. So. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, we're gonna give uh, props to Hoppin' Frog for this barrel-aged. Uh, Doris is the double, destroyer. Yeah, this yes. is a double Imperial Stout. It's um this beer will ruin your life. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure sneezed. it's gotta be about fifteen to twenty percent alcohol. And uh ten and a half. Really? <laughs> well then it burns pretty good for a ten and a half beer. I'm gonna tell you that it's right now because it's got a
2: lot a lot of really nice uh
3: whiskey character. Yeah, the uh it's making my tongue numb. So I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give all the credit in the world that because this beer is great so if you can get yourself uh, a bottle of the it coats the glass indeed
1: yeah this is excellent I also like An- that anything
3: else that will contact it I it's like also
1: cheaper than um, just about any barrel aged stout that you can buy in stores and if you live in Chicagoland you can buy it anywhere in Chicagoland which is awesome I also like the almanac goes quite a bit everything else we had was pretty awful it
3: was absolutely fantastic
2: uh, so uh, that's another episode of Prognosis Podcast. Um, I don't, I'm not sure anything was settled here. We learned a little <laughs> bit about Steve. Um, we'll probably get a lot of Steve fans now. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll Steve's put musical taste the extends page. back literally half a decade. We'll, we'll put a little little bio up of <laughs> yes, you. Yeah, right. uh, that's If you have any like shots and uh, uh, swimsuits, you can throw them up there.
0: Absolutely, we'll
2: get a we'll get a little. You can find Steve you. on Tinder. You can if you're uh, if you you're can. looking
3: for a for a date for yourself, or a you know significant what? other that's kind of wide and maybe she's a little shy and you know she doesn't really like leaving the house too much. Steve's her man.
0: I'll just make it easy. Just add me on Facebook and we'll hook up. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh All right, this podcast
3: is taking a weird turn here.
1: His uh, Facebook uh, uh, name is Barack Obama. <laughs> Two. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Roman numeral two? Yes. Oh, excellent. Thank you for listening. All right, thanks for tuning in.
2: Goodbye.